0: The Youthscape Podcast. Gentle listener, welcome to the fulcrum of Butte Mills, Youthscape's Luton based headquarters, where I, Martin Saunders, and my beautiful co host, Rachel Gardner, will be joining you for the next half an hour of chat, witticism, and skegness based fun.
1: Skegness based fun? I yeah. like the sound of We're gonna do that. a skate nest special. We're do a special. Why are we doing a skate nest special? Because everyone's like, what? They're based in Luton. Yeah. Why are they doing a skate nest based special?
0: Yeah. I most people are probably stuck at the fact that I said you're beautiful. Therefore oh. they're probably, probably like, who's that pig? Oh. Why is he using that? Well there's lots of other interesting things about Rachel Garham. She's courageous and strong. Brave.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh dear, I love it. I'll, I'll take any good compliments. Yeah, I'll own it. I own it. So yes, why Skegness and Martin? Where is Skegness?
0: Skegness well? is north of. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where it is.
1: It's right out on the coast.
0: I, do you know? I've only been I'm once. Only out on the coast. I've only been once, Northern. and my wife got horrific food poisoning. At and Butlin's, so at Butlins. Oh dear, and we've never we been back. That online, so mm. she, she, uh, I. Uh, <laughs> And a large holiday camp. In
1: the Skegness area. It was many years ago under previous
0: management.
1: Well, a while ago, Skegness, uh, I was hosting lots and lots of Christians at something called Spring Harvest. And I had the utter privilege of being there and hosting. And I had just that moment learned how to press a certain button on my phone. No, not that rings home, listener. I can know how to do that. But how to record somebody. So I went around my little phone and just got up in people's grill. And said, Oi, I'm doing a podcast, good interview. And I managed to catch two wonderful, wonderful people. You did. And you we're going to hear from them today. So basically, this whole episode is basically what, what I've got on my phone.
0: Basically. It feels like I've listened to the interviews and it sounds like Roving Rachel. It is Roving I like the idea of Roving Rachel, like a sort of 1980s reporter. Like, you know, in Bridget Jones? Yes. You know, Bridget Jones, where she's like on you know, on the spot, yeah. doing reports with people, yeah. that's what it feels like, Okay, this is the Bridget Jones
1: episode, <laughs> Inkscape nest. Again, my my fans are not going to like that very much, I'm like, my fans!
0: Your fans, leaving that in, don't you dare any of that, out. <laughs> my fans, if <laughs> you don't have Rachael's fans, please get in touch at YouthScape, Podcast, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs>
1: Oh, I was thinking about the people that upset. You're saying beautiful. That's what I was oh, thinking. Oh, right. Now people. the link is yeah, Richard James. Yeah, yeah. So basically, my husband. But anyway, so basically, I took my phone. I went to some of the stages and I grabbed people as they got off the platform. And the first person I grabbed hold of was wonderful, Mr. Pete James, singer, songwriter, worship leader. And this is what he had to say about leading worship and raising up leaders amongst our young people when it comes to worship.
0: The Youthscape Podcast.
2: They're reporting when it's... Making lines. So, testing, <laughs> testing.
1: So, uh, dear friends, this is the first time I've used voice memo on my phone. And I am with PJ. Hello. And we're in the big top at Spring Harvest. Pete and Skegness, how are you? I'm good, I'm
2: good. It's so good to do this here.
1: Yeah, and this is this is a podcast yeah. for me and the guys at Youthscape. And hopefully it's more than just my mum listening to this by this stage. Okay, so, so
2: hi mum and anyone else you <laughs> yeah. might be tuning
1: in. So Youth Workers, Youth Volunteers. And uh, Pete, we've really appreciated your ministry this week leading us in the big top in worship, um, but I want to hear really your heart about how do we engage young people in worship? I'd like to hear
2: some thoughts about that, really. Yeah, Yeah. okay, well, um, I think, uh, first of all, uh, it needs to be relevant, and uh, music and technology are constantly moving forward, and if it's, if it's going to reach young people, it has to sound like what they're listening to. It's just got to, and so um, I think we need to be prepared in the church to bend and flex, because the church is diverse, the church is huge, the church is... Uh, spans all different age spectrums and music tastes and so I think we need to uh, be willing to cater for as many people as possible but um, not be offended if something doesn't sit with what we may like and so particularly when it comes to the youth stuff we shouldn't shy away from creating sounds and rhythms and even the songwriting style that is, is appropriate to what they're listening to just because somebody may say actually that, that shouldn't be in a church context because I would, I would disagree.
1: What, what do we say if there are youth workers listening to this who yeah. have like no musical ability yeah. and, and maybe, you know, let's name it, maybe the worship band in our church yeah. is still stuck in the 70s or 80s and, and the young people, I mean, how, what do we do, Do we how do we engage young people when we haven't got necessarily the skills ourselves?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, so there's a little phrase that we used to throw around a lot, um, which was use what you've got and I think you have to start there. You can't do something that you can't do but you can always seek to progress things. And so I think um, trying to find out who is out there making the stuff that you can use. I don't think it has to be a live band context, necessarily. If you look at a lot of the live acts now that kids are listening to, the bands, uh, you know, Take 21 Pilots. Bands do not even represent what we create as worship bands now. 21 Pilots are a drummer and a vocalist and everything is run with backing tracks. And, uh, and yet we're, we're even locked into the mentality here. It still has to have lots of guitars, drums, bass, which is, which is you know a regular band set up, say like Coldplay. But there are all kinds of acts out there now that young guys are listening to uh, that just don't have any of that. And so there, there's uh, I think there's a wealth of material out there. I think conferences can help. Uh, Worship Central are knocking out great stuff. Mission Worship Conference is great. So just keeping your ear Consciously to the ground, mm. but I think be prepared to not try and replicate what someone else is doing. Yes. If it doesn't work in your context, that's yeah. all right.
1: And I'm aware that you're about to get back up on stage in a minute because we're things are kicking off soon. But um, just one last question: How do we, as youth workers and volunteers, how do we identify young people who are really carrying and anointing and leading worship? What are the things that we okay. need to be looking out for? Is it just musical skill, or is there something else that yeah. we should be looking for?
2: That's a good question. I think um, I think both both go hand in hand. Um, you're looking for character, uh, but you're also looking for skill. But um, one of those is quicker to form than the other, and, and the skill is often the one that's quicker to form. Character takes time, it takes years. And so if you see people with potential, I think you need to uh, you need to rally around them and, and help disciple them, shape them, encourage them in every area of life, but then equally try and support them in the area of music too. Um, and uh, equip them if necessary, because, you know, I, particularly teenagers, I've had teams just don't have access to the kind of money they need to get the things they need. But, but you, if you've got vision for it, there's no reason why you can't put tools in their hands and help equip them.
1: That's amazing. Pete, that's absolutely amazing. And uh, what I, I love about your music is, your music always is always musically always awesome, amazing. but your lyrics are fantastic. You're a great wordsmith. Yes. So if we want to find out more about you, have you got a website? Uh, I do,
2: yeah, uh, petejames.global. And uh, there's all kinds of projects going on at the moment some uh, EDM dance stuff for for kids, and uh, there's all kinds of songs for the church, Um, and then uh, all kinds of things about writing songs and coaching. So please get in touch if I can help. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
1: God bless you. Bye. The Skate.
0: Podcast. Great interview with Pete, albeit brief. I, again, I love the roving reporter, Rachel. Um, interesting stuff he has to say about about music and how uh, it's really important that we actually know what's going on in music and we understand. Because, you know, one of the big criticisms that's been, been levelled at worship music mm. is that it doesn't sound anything like mm. actual music that young people encounter. I mean, you know, you've been a you've been a youth worker and you're fairly kind of with it and happening Rachel um, you know do you think that is a genuine challenge engaging young people with church the fact that the worship music all sounds like
1: poor mm, Coldplay I, well, I think yes and I think no I think I think yes absolutely if if the music is passionless uh, a bit kind of dirgy um, lyrics the words that are just too highbrow being sung where people don't really believe it worship that's kind of singing just to each other rather than to God. I think that can disconnect young people. But I I'm just thinking a couple of weeks ago, I, I run a girls' group at our church on a Tuesday evening for girls that are referred to us from the local authority um, and schools um, completely outside of church. We don't talk particularly about faith. But that evening we have our Kings and Come evening, which is once a month, and we just the whole church gets together, we put the band in the centre of the church, we put cool lighting. But much, much, much more important than that, it's really a bunch of people who just love worshipping Jesus and I invited the girls to just come and sit and listen and they sat there and they were absolutely transfixed. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't for a moment think they like the type of music. It's not what they listen to but they had never experienced that kind of overwhelming meaning Passion. They're mm-hmm. like, what is this? What is what's it about? So I think music communicates. Whether it's your style of music or not, it's slightly irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's whether it's coming from somebody that it's kind of a genuine expression of their love for God. So I think there's so much that we need to take from what Pete's saying and, and others about the musicality. But I, what I love is he says actually identify people who have a real anointing and a real leadership mm-hmm. and have a heart worship, not just those that are the best at keeping a beat.
0: Now, um, obviously, you were at Skegness, as we may have mentioned a couple Lots of times, where the worship sounds amazing. Uh, you know, I've been to Soul Survivor for the last, you know, fifteen summers in a row, as you have, mm-hmm. and taken young people. And often we have this issue when we come back, where they've they've experienced musicality, as you mm-hmm. say, this amazing crowd singing along to these anthems, mm-hmm. and then bless them, you know, they come back to church and. The church worship band does their best at recreating that atmosphere, but it's never going to happen because it's the difference between uh, professional session musicians Mm -hmm. playing to 5,000 teenagers and, you know, the uh, third rotation worship group uh, playing the same songs that they just learned, you know, Mm -hmm. on Wednesday night Mm -hmm. to uh, to 100 people. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that can be really challenging. And I remember... Uh, quite formatively, talking to young people after Soul Survivor, where they were just like, "Oh, church is rubbish. Mm. Like, there's there, there's no, you know, I, I want to feel the Holy Spirit. The Holy mm. Spirit isn't here. The mm. Holy Spirit's at Soul Survivor, but he's not here. And you know, they really believe that because of the the music."
1: And that, that's a bigger issue, surely, isn't it, than just whether the music played is as good or is not. Because we, we, we I think Pete and the guide, everybody who's a musician in this space is very aware that you can, create, you can create a sense of presence. I mean, music has that inbuilt, God-given capacity. Um, and so we're not saying that spirit-filled worship equals the most high-quality music. And I think some of the most wonderful experiences I've had with young people in worship was, there was one time my husband and I were running a youth church in, in an area of North London where all the young people coming to us were from gangs none of them from Christian backgrounds they were coming to Faith in Jesus we are having 25, 26 of them every Sunday night mm. and, and they didn't like guitar based music so I mm. would just literally play one note on the piano that would be the starting note and we would just go for it and just sing and they, they taught me how to rap but I can't rap but, but it was oh don't sing no I, it was it was absolutely terrible um, but, but those moments were so powerful because it's what we did together so mm. I, I think these are opportunities to kind of communicate with young people when we go somewhere else it's going to be different what is that yeah what, what yeah,
0: how,
1: yeah, yeah. how do you know that what you're experiencing is the holy spirit and mm. and helping that to be a platform to teach our young people to welcome the holy spirit not to welcome a big experience mm. i think and and helping them to be nuanced in that i think is quite
0: key but i would say that i can definitely yeah. think of churches and our brothers and sisters in other you know well-known and particularly large churches who would say it's desperately important that you invest absolutely everything in mm-hmm. your worship experience, essentially, mm-hmm. create the very best uh, alternative to the music culture that they live in already. So I'm not, I don't really subscribe to that at all, but but it's definitely a strongly mm-hmm. held point of view, particularly in larger churches that have the capacity, mm-hmm. it seems, to deliver high-quality worship experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of that?
1: I think... I think if that's all it is, then I've got a problem. But I think if the heart is gathered worship, let's pour our best into gathered worship. But let's also be intentional about you and God out on the park bench, on the bus, in your own room. Mm -hmm. So I think gathered worship, of course we want to give God our best. I I love the challenge that comes from friends in those churches to say, "Why, why are you settling with with rubbish mediocre when you could be doing better like sometimes it is laziness Mm -hmm. sometimes our our music is rubbish because i've just been flipping lazy but where where that becomes the experience and that's only where we experience god that's 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 the problem isn't it the
0: youthscape podcast
1: Um, yeah, brilliant. So, um, so as well as Roving Pete... Yeah, you,
0: you, you roved some more. I
1: roved further so over. I like to
0: imagine at this point that you're just, like, sneaking around knocking on dressing rooms. No,
1: chalet doors. Oh, chalet
0: doors. So they don't have, at Spring Harvest, they don't have those stars on the door. No. Where you, so you have, like, tech. a massive... I imagine, like, you know, I don't even know who's speaking. It's well, nice.
1: basically, I got on one of those pedalo bikes that goes oh, yeah. around the site, and I had my shades on, and I was, like, like sorting out. where are the celebs. I'm going to go grab the celeb. And did but, you do um, that yeah I just <laughs> bit my tongue and I said the word celeb <laughs> I was that, fired. that was judgment from the Lord so uh, but actually we had wonderful Christy Wimber who is would hate to be called a celeb and she's the most phenomenal uh, woman the most phenomenal leader and mm. gives so generously when she comes over to the UK um, and God did some incredible things through actually I very rarely am in meetings where I see God heal people and mm. there's some amazing things that happen um, but I grabbed her Lit- literally Malcolm Duncan had the car running the engine running so he's <laughs> So I I literally grabbed her and held on to her. I said, Christy, quick, give me some stuff for the youth workers of the UK. And this is what she said
3: The Youthscape Podcast.
1: Excellent. So guys, I'm stood outside the big top with none other than my new best friends. My new best friend, Christy Wimber. Hi, here. Fantastic. I'm here. Where's home for you? Um, I live in California. California, and you're now in Skidness. Uh Yes. California, Skegness. Yeah, yeah, very California? close, very similar. Very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost hard to tell them apart. <laughs> now this is a podcast for, for youth workers all around the UK, youth okay. volunteers, passionate about young people in their communities. Mm passionate about the meeting Jesus Christy I'd love just to hear from you some of your thoughts about what could encourage us as youth workers in engaging this generation
3: well first of all I'd just like to say you are invaluable to the church and um, I honor you because we cannot do what we need to do as the church without you so you uh, your role and how you serve and uh, what you do is so important and so never underestimate that that oftentimes youth leaders um, are overlooked or they're you know kind of spending so much of the time not just on the the, the weekends but during the week with the kids as well so they're really investing I just want to encourage you and I want to thank you for that because you're investing in our future leaders very important that we're planning and serving generationally um, and multi-generationally so we love that but I would just I would just say uh, to encourage you um, to see what the culture is happening you know, in the culture now and see w- what people are struggling with now um, we're ministering to people not conditions or their struggles and there's so many things now uh, with young people that they You know it's not it's not easy work it's you know it's tiring it's like some self-destructive behaviors and um you know self-harm just things that mental illness things that you know that youth workers are having to get trained in now so i'd say get some training i would encourage you to get ministry yourself as well really 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 important get lots of ministry yourself have have people support system in your life as well um, that you're not just giving but you're also being fed very important, um, but I think getting equipped, especially in the season, is really important because yeah. what we're dealing with, uh, we're not—we're always dealing with people, never conditions or their struggles. But it is quite um, diverse, and I just think we need a little bit more training with the youth area so that you feel equipped, yeah. the youth workers yeah, feel yeah. equipped, like they don't feel like I'm gonna, you know, this is i am in over my head. I don't know what to do because you—it's not just to the to the kid. You're also ministering to the family, yeah. and it's very, you know, can be tricky, and so takes a lot of wisdom, takes a lot of discernment, takes a lot of patience, and um, that's why it's such an important part, and you really are building into um, what we're going to be under in the coming years so Fantastic. it's been valuable. what a message Christy thank you so much what
1: have you enjoyed about Skegness the most I mean you've oh, come I in quite it. a yeah. few years now well really? I have, this is my first time to oh, Skegness first here, yeah. Yeah. it's not yeah, yeah, quite yeah, yeah. In the north of England but no yeah but I felt like me. I was going to fall off the earth I thought <laughs> for sure we kept,
3: kept driving um, <laughs> like, wow. but I really loved it I loved the north I know we're in the yeah. Midlands north but I yeah. really feel like God's going to do something in the north so wow. I really feel like I need come to take on. the time to come up here and so that's why I wanted to it's a huge privilege for me it's a huge privilege anytime I get invited to anything
1: so i take it as that do you know there's loads of serious. folks listening to this from the north they're now mm. shouting at the podcast yeah, 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 yeah. come to oh, us I come to like us that. so absolutely you now have lots of witnesses you have to come back Oh, Let's i will no, i'm i'm on it i will oh, be i will be, be up here yeah, yeah in
3: really. um in the fall god bless
1: so, you thank, thank you for so having me you're very mercy. welcome thanks the youthscape podcast
0: I loved that moment where uh, she she told us she was from California, Yeah. and then you said, and now you're in Skegness, <laughs> and just that she made a little noise at that point, which told you everything we needed to know. So, uh, bless her though, she was yeah. game, even though the engine was running, yeah. and you were you were sort of uh, grabbing her just before she, she got rushed off, I thought she was great, and I, I uttered a loud amen right at the start of, um, of that interview, because I thought it was amazing to hear such an influential senior uh, leader in the global church, in the Western Mm. church, uh, coming out and saying, youth ministry is important, you guys are important, you guys are invaluable. And the reason why I think that's so amazing is because... Last year, I was invited along to a gathering of uh, leaders of very significant uh, churches, so the biggest churches Mm -hmm. in the UK, and they were going as senior teams. Mm -hmm. So they were bringing their most kind of important and senior leaders, so little delegations from all the biggest churches. And uh, almost nobody brought their youth leader, their youth pastor, no, mm-hmm. nobody. No. So there was there, nobody thought that among their, you know, the churches that have big staffs when they pick their key leaders, thinking about growth. Actually, because that's what the theme mm. of this event was. Uh, none of them that I came across thought about bringing their youth leaders. Why do
1: you think that is? Did you get any sense? Did you ask anybody? Like, I did. I did yeah. ask
0: people, yeah. and there was a sort of embarrassed response. Okay. Really, but what I what I inferred from that conversation, uh, time and again, was we don't really see youth ministry as the big growth area the big growth frontier for our church we see it really as uh, young adults that's where that's where we think you know 20s 30s is where the big growth is going to come uh, for the bigger churches uh, maybe that's because of transfer growth that the bigger churches sometimes get uh, maybe it's because that's when prodigals come home is in the 20s 30s but i think maybe it's just because they don't know how to do it and like so many other churches they've lost some confidence it was very sad to see those big churches yeah. that have, they have youth workers, yeah. they just didn't bring them along. And they, I, I think there's a major wake-up call needed for major, you know, church leaders, denominational heads, parachurch, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think out, yeah. I really need to, this message that Christy has brought, um, you know, in her own way in this short little interview, you know, we need to hear that amplified hundreds of times Absolutely. over by the most significant figures in our church.
1: And and, and she had literally three seconds yeah. to think about an answer. So obviously it's within her. Yeah. This is what she's passionate about. And I think she, she goes on to talk about the importance for the soul care mm. that we talk about quite a bit, and uh, and but also about being equipped and being trained and, and one thing that really struck me with just sort of listening to her at Spring Harvest this time where she talked a lot about mental health she she's one of those leaders who model models that when you name it you give permission to talk about it and I think that's the other thing I, I took from her actually that we need to be naming the stuff in our own lives and churches with our young people whatever context we're working in that says we, we, we're we willing to talk about this we'll name it we'll, we'll kind of go there and I think sometimes we worry that we have to have our big courses ready the moment we mention self-harm, we mention pornography. But actually, I think there's power in the mention. Um, and I think as we're mentioning this stuff and saying to young people, we, we're going to be willing to sit and chat with you about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Then let's get ourselves equipped mm-hmm. and trained. And obviously, there's just eons of resources out there. And we at Youthscape have been sort of developing some thinking around key areas, particularly mental health, anxiety, self-harm, suicide, the sexual health stuff as well, just so that we are equipped, so that when the time comes, that young people say, yeah. oh, okay, then I want to have these chats. Um, but I'm just kind of back to a comment about these churches that didn't bring a youth leader into that mix. I wonder if there's a question as well around the, ex- the low expectations on what a youth leader brings into a church. Mm-hmm. Because actually, I, when I look at youth workers around the UK, I see real maturity of, of spirit, of faith, Real innovative thinking, yeah. and actually, what they bring is not simply in the youth ministry context but actually much broader for the mm, whole church I as mean, well. So, I think there needs to be a conversation about the leadership of a youth leader, it's yeah. not being warehoused until you're then a senior leader. Well, and that's that's where it. You're officially I presume in.
0: that's what they do. I presume yeah. they, they identify, you know, in these bigger churches. Uh, emerging leaders and they they kind of put them yeah, out to pasture wonderful. a bit yeah. in, in in youth ministry mm-hmm. and then they say right now you're now you're ready for the real stuff mm-hmm. you can come to the big conference now mm-hmm. and now you've stopped doing youth work so I, yeah I think I, yeah I think it's really challenging mm-hmm. and um, and you know we need uh, because one of the challenges is because we see that behavior that means a lot of youth workers, feel the pull, for whatever reason, to leave youth ministry mm-hmm. because they'll get taken more seriously in, in another position, in yeah. maybe an adult-facing role. And it's all part of that picture, which has meant that um, we've had a bit of a brain drain out of youth ministry and, and quite a lot of people have left and we've got quite a young workforce now. Um, and, you know, the, it's a bit of a vicious cycle, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. So It's interesting, and I think about my own church and my lovely vicar, Rod Green, I'm one year older than him. And so within our church, I was warden for a while. I'm the volunteer lead youth worker on a number of our projects. I'm the same age as our senior leader. And it's brilliant, actually, Mm -hmm. because there's huge amounts of respect and love between the two of us. He definitely leads the whole church. I'm involved with my husband leading the youth work. But actually, where in the past I used to feel I'd have to wait and always get permission, actually, it's much Mm -hmm. more we're doing this together. We just have different emphasis. And I think as probably we get older in youth ministry, Mm -hmm. as more of us stay put I think that might just subtly change a little bit, mightn't it? Um, And leaders are phenomenal whether they're 19 or 90, but I wonder if some of us staying put will help Mm. change that narrative. And I'm looking
0: forward to having that kind of maturity when I finally get to your age. Uh,
1: Are you really, Martin? When's that tomorrow?
0: Sometime.
1: Sometime to go. Oh, friends. It's been wonderful having you tuning in, and uh, I am the other side of 40, but thank the Lord, the best is yet to come, that's what I say. Is the
0: best the, um, so bring it on. the game, is that what you're referring
1: to? <laughs> oh, the game, I was about to shop You were, you were wrap. wrapping this up. I was wrapping it up, I was ready to go home, I was ready to stop the hoop early and pack up the touch shop We've and go home for Netflix. So there. we have got this game, which I am systematically failing at, yeah. so, the word, <laughs> do you want to introduce this one, I'm always introducing this. It's alright, it's <laughs> nice.
0: Uh, so this is the word game. I don't think it has a more interesting name. If you'd like to come up with a better name for this, then you can email us yeah. on this or all the other things that we talked about at podcast at youthscape.co.uk. But otherwise, this is the word game. Uh, and we've been uh, in our drop-in. Helen, one of our youth workers here, has been uh, talking to young people, finding out what words they're using uh, in their youth language lexicon. And uh, yeah. That's right. Oh, please, just
1: be the word "the" or something.
0: Something... Well, it won't mean, mean "the," will it? It'll it mean, mean something <laughs> different. Whatever it is, it'll mean it'll something different.
1: mean a different. spoon or So, Helen, okay.
0: what's this week's word, please? Word. 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 So, today's word is motive. It's right, motive.
1: Oh, I'm just... I'm aching inside because... I, I'm so literal with this stuff. Oh,
0: I thought you might know.
1: No, I don't know. So motive, motive, I'm trying to think how they might be using yeah. it. Um, so, the, so for motive means a reason for doing something, doesn't it? Um, yeah,
0: if you use it in that way.
1: If you use it in that way. So how might a young person, how might youth culture take that and give well, a... Well I think union? what they do is
0: that the, the normal rules of what is a verb, adjective or noun do not apply.
1: We're getting quite experienced this now. Yeah, we? yeah.
0: So, I, yeah, I think it's a trick. And so I don't think it. it's not It's not really a motive, like a motivation. I think it's something you You are. So he is so motive, mm. okay, or she is so motive. Okay, brilliant. And I'm going to come back to what I think that means in a moment. And
1: I think the fact that MOT and you haven't mentioned a car, a bike, or a bicycle, it's phenomenal. Week. So I think... Um, Motive. I think it's um, something to do with emojis, something to do with social media, something to do with how you communicate. So um, motive, as an emotive, it makes you feel something. It oh, makes you think yeah. about you feel, feeling something. Annoyingly, emotive. I think you might be
0: right. Emotives. Oh, I, so. I think uh, I might be right. Yeah,
1: so I can't believe on that.
0: Okay. <gasps> See, I oh, think...
1: Oh, oh we, my expectations are right.
0: Producer, rate. rate, producer rates, are we allowed to agree on
1: one? Yeah.
0: So I, I think you can say... You know that's emotive. Basically, motive is a shortening of the word Imotive. emotive. That's really which I
1: so came up with.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was Rachel's idea, but I jumped on, on it. The, the chance of a bit of reflected glory.
1: <laughs> so uh, motive is something that's really good, and you want to do it. That party is motive. No, that's
0: not. It, that's know, not it at all. I
1: like ours. Yeah, ours is better why does that mean I thought, why do we oh, not girly. why do
0: we not set the youth dictionary why they'd be much do. better off if they just said what we say
1: stuck to the actual words yeah. and the proper meanings yeah that's
0: right I mean <laughs> most of these words just mean good they
1: do just mean good, next good, time, or next time, <laughs> good
0: or next no, time good or nice next time I'm just guessing <laughs> so it so good. good
1: yeah okay
0: alright that's it that's it for another Youthscape podcast thank you for listening please do get in touch yeah. let us know what you think what we should do differently um, let me know if you're upset at me for calling Rachel beautiful
1: oh. and uh,
0: all, of those, all of those pieces of mail
1: and uh, yeah absolutely I, I hope there'll be lots Rachel's
0: fans <laughs> perhaps would get in touch
1: <laughs> thanks mum I'll pay you but also this was the Skegness special so if you'd like a special to come from like where you live oh yeah we don't
0: actually need to go there no we you could, could just, just base it on
1: there I, we could send me I could go through yes. my little phone where should
0: we send Rachel's <laughs>
1: yeah I will go <laughs> Raving Rachel <laughs> and we'll do a special from your area you know
0: one of your fans is you now going to get in touch and you're going to have that you know that thing in Alan Partridge where he ends up in that super fan's room oh, please, Like please, someone, like somebody. somebody's going to have a room that's entirely pictures of Rachel Gardner and just the tape I running that, that that so old adorable. TV show from BBC2 <laughs> that you were on and uh, and, and there'll be a, like a mannequin of you
1: oh no yeah. oh and my we'll thing. Have to, and you'll you're
0: have to broadcast live from there oh
1: you're going to the dark side I hope so
0: please Could do that if like, that's you yeah. get in touch
1: producer Rachel is shaking her head. So we're going to love you and leave you and talk to you next week. The Youthscape podcast is free and it always will be free. But you can support us by going to patreon.com forward slash youthscape.